Hi, my name is Adiola Kinyemi. Welcome to the Backstage Show. You're all access pass to what goes on behind the scenes of successful music projects and brands you've come to love. I would like to model one day. Grab a chair and enjoy the ride. Hello, Ma. Hi. It's nice to to have you here and um, I'm so glad that you decided to join me here on the Backstage Show. It's an honor to have such a great mind and to see someone like you in the industry. I mean, you're one of my biggest um, inspiration and motivation to oh, wow. see. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't get that to means- see a lot of women who are actually um, music entrepreneurs who are running their hands over fears in the industry, especially in the audio tech space, which is one of yeah. the yeah. mostly male-dominated space in the country. Absolutely. Or, absolutely. So you you are an incredible person and I just love um, wow. that. <laughs> yes, I love that you've been here. I know you, it, it's, it's so funny that people tell me that, okay, um, it's not just people, I think, Majorly, the people who make things work are the people who work behind the scenes that you don't really even know. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's one thing that made me decide. Yeah, that's one thing that made me decide that, okay, that's the whole essence of the backstage show, to get to know yeah. the people who are behind amazing projects, people who are behind amazing things. And then the work, the incredible work you're doing with Showgear Limited and also with all the um, projects that you guys are running, especially the Make Music Lagos project. That's Thank like... You. I think that's like one of the closest things we have to a music festival here in Nigeria. Yeah. yeah I know we have cultural so. festivals, but when it comes to music festivals, this is one of the closest we have had. And you guys have been pulling this off for like from 2016. I think I got to know about it in 2017. <laughs> I was part of the team in 2017. Yeah, so you I, were? Oh, really? Yes. You worked with... Um, oh, you worked with... Uh, yes, yes, I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was the oh, one yes, in Ikeja. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. yes, yes. yes, yes. Yeah, so, so I, I just wanted to like... I mean, just tell us more about what, what inspired um, you to... Because I know that it's a general world music festival day, but what yes. inspired you to like take up that um, and say, okay, you know what, we're going to do this in Lagos and we're just going to create something like this in Lagos. Okay, well, I'll start with the backstory because you know sometimes when you're getting into things, you have no idea what you're getting into. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks like a good idea until it's time to. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. You know exactly. <laughs> I, I think that um, um, you know sometimes God doesn't show us the whole picture because the mm. whole picture means chaos. Yeah, true. Um, but when we take it a bit at a time, and then it goes cheap. So that's the story of me. True. Uh, so uh, in 2016. Um, I so Shogay I started in 2015 as a retail. There was Reveal, which was the audio tech company, yeah. And then Shogay as a retail company and engineering company started in 2015. Okay. Um, and we're affiliated to NAM. That's the National Association of Music yeah. Merchants in the US yeah. because of what we do. Okay. Um, that's where you get your collaborations, uh, meeting manufacturers, retailers, okay. and you know stakeholders in the audio visual, the global audio visual space. Yeah. And uh, NAM happens to sponsor and support the World Music Day celebration in the US. Oh. They're the biggest sponsor. So they sent a general email to um, tell to tell people about what they were planning for the okay. next day okay. uh, festival and to encourage people to organize in their cities. Oh, nice. Uh, so I'd gone to, I thought, oh, this is so interesting. So I went to the website and I saw literally 
many cities in the world and I didn't see Lagos. In fact, I saw a few cities in Africa, oh. uh, mostly Francophone uh, speaking countries. Uh, countries because oh, okay. uh, the the day it's a uh, de la Mus- started at Fête de la Musique, which is a French festival. So oh, okay. the French consulate in those countries usually we celebrate. But there was no Lagos, and I'm like, are you kidding? Me? <laughs> Lagos is music hub of Africa. Yeah. You watch, for instance. Sorry, I'm not trying to throw any shit, but I mean, if you watch usually the, um, for most of those global um, um, TV stations um, on DSTV and Co, yeah. when they say they're doing African music, it's almost as if they're saying they're doing Nigerian music. music. They're like, yeah. it's an African time, time we're going to do African music. And 50% of the songs there are Nigerian. Yeah. Like, how is it possible to have a world music the celebration that is not celebrated in Lagos? Oh, wow. Later on, I realized that the, the French consulate in Lagos will celebrate something um, small within their school. It wasn't a community event. It was just them organizing um, a federal music concert and inviting them to participate. Okay. And that's not what the music day is supposed to be. Okay. Um, maybe there's supposed to be a community event where every, literally anyone okay. and everyone can celebrate the World Music Day in their space, in their own way. You know, that's what's supposed to be. So, of course, I understand uh, maybe the uh, technical is not being able to pull it up at that, on that scale okay. because it takes a lot to pull community to, yeah. together. <laughs> so, they will celebrate, they will invite people to be a part of it. But I wanted to take it to what it really was supposed to be, which is, it's not a large concert, not just yeah. like, it's a community event. So, it's not my concert, it's not your concert. Just like nobody can own the Valentine's Day or own, yeah. or own Christmas Day. It's for all of yeah. us. Mm-hmm. What music day for all of us, and um, what the what Make Music Day team in any city does is to encourage people to collaborate and organize musical events towards World Music Day. Okay. So um, that's what I, that's what it was supposed to be, and that's what we wanted to take it to be. Uh, of course, the first year it was supposed it's supposed to be multi venue, which is music happening in street corners, different all places, the, different places, different experiences from from professional artists to yeah. entry-level artists, literally anyone. Anywhere. Schools, children, mm-hmm. adults, old people, anyone. So the first year, 2016, we were only able to pull off two events. And we organized that World Music Day in, I think, about a month. If I remember, wow. like, the first email I sent to uh, the Make Music Day, Make Music Alliance team in the US, telling them that we would like to organize something in our city was May 18. 2016 mm. and what was the wow. June 21. Was June 20. <laughs> wow. June 21. That was so that was close. Yeah, it was. It was. But I mean, um, I think we started right in some ways uh, because we tried to pull together a community of people. So it's World Music Day. All of us in stakeholders, from artists to engineers to rental houses, we benefited from music. It's World Music. What can we do together? Um, so because the weight still fell on showgear because we were the ones introducing it. Yeah. And it took a while to understand what we we're trying to achieve. So we did the first okay. year. By the second year, we got a lot of hosts, um, technical partners like Azusa Production. Yeah. And yeah. Um, to support those events. But the weight was still on showgear because it seemed like it was still a showgear event. And I'm, I kept on telling yeah. my team, pull ourselves, not because we want to pull ourselves out of it, but because if it's going to grow, we don't want our own limited capacity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Our own limited capacity to limit what's going to happen. We want anyone, everyone, to be able to organize their to, own. We want it to be just like spontaneous under, and organic. Exactly. Just under the Make Music Day umbrella because we will provide um, the resource that it needs to spread 
Do you understand? Yeah. Um, in terms yeah. of marketing, organizing, providing... Organizing it and all. Exactly. Connecting um, a technical uh, partner with a partner. Those kind of, that's just what we wanted to do. We didn't want to stay in the center because we know that Together, National Festival has its focus and then our resources are limited. Yeah. You know, yeah. know what Azusa was able mm-hmm. to achieve in 2017. See how big the concert you guys organized. There was no way Shogia could have pulled that up in all those, in multiple places. Mm. So that's how it's been. It's going. Uh, yeah. So my job is the, how do I myself now? I'm the, the string guy. Who uh, yeah. You're the chief organizer. <laughs> exactly. organizer. Pulls everything yeah. together. Trying to pull everyone and everything. <laughs> and I think that's, that's the major bulk of the work because really, and I understand what it takes to stage only one show. Yeah. As, as little as maybe a live recording gig might be, there's still a lot that goes into the planning, yeah. that goes into ensuring that everybody knows what to do and how to do it. Not to now talk of you have different people in different locations. I mean, for, for last year, I was reading that you had about 20 different concerts staged yeah. In different locations. Different locations. And just to have different people staging those shows and then having multiple team members, team leads, handling di- different... So I just wanted you to like, tell us how were you able to... Because seriously, if we're going to pull off... Pulling off a, an event is different from pulling off a festival. Sure. So okay. I, I just wanted you to just show, just guide us through your process of how the planning process, what you did, how were you able to like, you know, um, get people to be able to come, to be involved in that process? Because I know that it's not just <laughs> something easy that people can just, you know, oh, we're planning a festival, we do this, and then we wake up tomorrow morning and then it's done. There are a lot of things that just just kind of just tell us how, how do we do it? did the whole process go, the planning phase and all, yeah. <laughs> so over the years, we've learned and we've metamorphosed and we keep getting the process right better and better. I know where we want to get to, um, um, I have an idea where we want to get to. Sometimes it gets bigger than us. Sometimes, you know, we have to get in better before. But one of yeah. the key things that has um, we have grown over the years is people, you know. Um, getting people to buy into yeah. the project is... Uh, one of the challenges that Make Music has had is because it's a non-for-profit, it's hard to get people to see what you're trying to do. Like, yeah. why, what's the need for them? Everybody go to ask for a resource, a partner, a tech partner. What's the need for them? Like, what's the need for them? Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> for me, it, it's really unlike um, in other cities in the world where people understand what community music does. In Nigeria, people yeah. are like thinking of their resources. But over the years, we have gotten some people who have, like Azusa Production, I keep mentioning, yeah. the technical partners for me have been one of the most supportive, honestly. Okay. They are the ones that don't give me hassle. Because I don't know why. I'm not sure. I think maybe it's just the couple uh, that we have there. Uh, they kind of understand. I think what the, it the means. fact that they, they understand the what the project is about, too. Exactly, exactly. So yes, yes. So I, I, I think I think that's it. And they've been amazing. So technical partners. So we, let, let me let me see where we start. We start from uh, an organizing team. So we have a core organizing okay. team. Yeah. Uh, these are professionals mm-hmm. and business owners who want to support um, uh, the Make Music Day Festival. Um, so of course we have some of our colleagues like ATC Events, Zanosa Entertainment, Imperfect. Uh, heavy as well and so these people started with us at the beginning and they have remained okay. what, what we keep looking for is um, other organizing partners in fields that we don't have for instance we don't have a core PR company this year we had a PR okay. company support us um, Slice Media and their support okay. was something else that it means 
somewhat different. So we wanted, what we're usually looking for for the organizing team is the stakeholder that will make it happen, uh, PR, um, yeah. media, um, event planning, um, and so on and so forth. So we have, well, although we do have an organizing team, so they set the tone for what is going to happen for this year. After the okay. organizing team, you have the working team. So the working team are volunteers who, and some other people who are not members of the organization because they don't have time the to, core to have team, those yeah. large numbers. But they will help execute a part of it. So execute the major, the major yeah. So you have the working team. Exactly, to execute. Exactly, to execute. So you have the working team. We have volunteers. Uh, we have, interestingly, um, I would say, I think that people... Human beings are made for communities generally because if yeah. not, we won't get the kind of support we get from Nick Music. Mm-hmm. Despite all the words in it for me, what's the need for me and all of that. We have typically over 200 volunteers in Nick Music. These are young people who will give their time every year for Make Music. Wow. Some of them have been with us for four or five years. I'm serious. And I'm like, I mean, I'm always just so in awe of how people can come together if you can help them to believe in something. And yeah, yeah. You know? We're talking time. We don't pay anybody because of course, it's not profit. Yeah. So at best, our jollof rice and our small chops <laughs> and our food bread is very popular. We always try to make sure we take care of everyone. Bye. I get it. You know, and, you know, we just give them that sense of like, we know what you're doing. So we have the working team, which is team lead of volunteers and a couple of other people who help execute. And then we have the volunteer team. Okay. And then we also have the partners. Okay. Um, so who are the partners? The partners are... Um, skilled individuals who bring their skill on board. For instance, some okay. of the events require skilled individuals. They learn to play. Three okay. music lessons. Uh, yeah. So music schools, music teachers and educators help us execute that. Uh, learn to DJ. DJs help us execute that. Mix match studios. Uh, producers get on board and help execute that part. Um, the concert, the um, studios, the Azusa. Production houses. Water sound. Production houses take up some of those concerts and execute. What were so that's how. So at the end of the day, if Shogie or myself will take any glory, we can only commend ourselves for being good at organizing. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's the large number of people who are bringing a lot of little things on board. Into the thing. Okay. My goal as a board is, um, like I said, it's I don't want it to be a sugar sugar thing. I want Azusa production. I want backstage with PD to take up a, a make music project mm-hmm. and execute. And it's their project. They have the rights to the project. They have the rights to the content. You know, they can brand it as they like. But it's a world music day project, and that way we can literally have hundreds of music projects People happening in Lagos, happening in on Nigeria. that same day. On that same day, you know, this year we had someone from Uyo organize a concert, and it was great. Wow. We had Abuja organize a concert, and it was amazing. Wow. So. I mean, sugar can do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, you need a whole lot of people to be able to pull that off. A whole lot. Yeah. Take it up and say, okay, for the World Music Day, I'm going to do this. So we'll just include your event as part of our event, provide all the support we can, and, then and promote the marketing and promoting it. Exactly. Okay. I mean, sorry, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> it's good. I mean, that's incredible because really, uh, it just shows that for, for you to be able to make something grow beyond you, you have to be able to let people understand that, okay, you can do it. Just We're just here to support you and make sure that you have all the necessary resources you have. But exactly. all, the major goal is that we celebrate making music. We celebrate um, the, exactly. the power of music on that day. Exactly. And I think that's the, that's the major, that's the most incredible thing about it because people see that 
I mean, a lot of people can't, there's no way. Music is, is something that is universal and it's very powerful. Absolutely. So everybody can understand it, even if you don't know the, the, the words or whatever. If you don't understand the language, you understand how it makes yeah. you feel. So that's, I, I feel that's the reason why it may, it's, it's going to be bigger than this. And then I know that it's, it's going to really, really be, because now it was, it's actually big now because the one the what what i'm actually even uh, that i find so fascinating is how you were able to coordinate this particular event post covid you know at, at that time people were just getting back to you know opening up to events and then you added sort of like a virtual event virtual hybrid events to it you know and then the lagos state government also um was in support of of the whole thing so can you just like give us like a brief rundown of how you were able to like get people to see that okay this event is going to be safe and then we take into consideration the covid speculations and covid precautions and everything how were you able to like you know get the team to understand how to manage people when it comes to um the whole festival because i know that there were fiscal events too so yeah yeah so so last year all the events were virtual and they went actually very successful wow. interestingly they were very successful because i think everyone was at home and they were like oh, what are we going to do with ourselves now music yeah <laughs> it was very, very successful um the events were currently on the last, last year's event we have uh close to 200 views that was 2020 content. right yeah that's oh. 2020 right wow. in the middle of the pandemic you know? yeah my team, my team i have a team of these resilient people that they, the main organizing team i mean they, they're um, so they sort of like encourage and push me as well and say, okay, we can do this. So having that support also made a difference. So this year, um, like you said, we were like, okay, we're going to have a hybrid. Honestly, COVID or not COVID, all of us are tired of being Yeah, definitely. I know, I'm tired. And Everybody was tired of being isolated. Oh, yeah. So, so there was no question of whether maybe it was going to happen or, or not. not. <laughs> yeah. I remember while we were still speculating how it will happen, I remember a, a, a just a random artist who is usually a part of me. He has a ninety-five job, okay. but main music is his way to express music. Music. And I don't know where I saw him. I don't know whether I was at the office or where I saw him. And I, I told him that oh, she was like oh, how far we make it? And I'm like oh, we're still working out the details. We don't know how it can happen. And it was like I take my leave every year for <laughs> make music. Wow. And this was like in, I think it was February, and I told myself like oh goodness, you can't disappoint, <laughs> you know. So, so how did we make it happen? So, of course, we, we acknowledge the fact that we were in the middle of a pandemic. Um, yeah. It had not gone away. Um, but we were like, what can we do? How can people still gather a good time but be, um, be able to keep everyone safe? And, of course, all we needed to do was follow the COVID guidelines. Everyone had masks on. And we limited the number of people per space, which okay. is why for the finale event, I usually at Morocola Park. Okay, like so it's the outdoor. Like, yeah. Festival is outdoor. We have to take it indoor to Muson okay. so that we can keep the numbers smaller and spread out the seating. Because you know, in the park at the park, there were no there usually no seating. Yeah, no. And that way you can you can tell people be COVID compliant, but they will not listen to you. People yeah. want to they will pack themselves into a space. You can't, you know, you won't be able to control have, exactly. The it's harder of to yeah. Exactly. So we kept it indoor this year. Uh, everyone that was on that at that venue had to register. That's something we never used to do. So there was okay. a ticket, free ticket, but you had to register. So we were able to control the number, okay. spread out the seating. You know, people were still happy able to have. And I, I, we did the same for all the other venues as well. And we used um, um, a, a couple of uh, venues, uh, Freedom Park, 
um, an indoor coffee shops, restaurants, limited the number of people. But the good thing was the artists were still able to express themselves. You know, artists yeah. um, that are larger stakeholders in this. They don't get yeah. the opportunity to perform. You know, if you're a young and up-and-coming artist, it's hard for you to get invited to gigs and yeah. all that. Yeah. Um, they want to come for free, but they still can't even come. They want to come and perform for free, but nobody will invite them. Mm-hmm. So the artists still got the uh, opportunity to perform to listen to other people's music. And you'll be amazed the number of talented people in Nigeria. Sometimes I was at someone mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my goodness, True. I wish I had all the resources in the world <laughs> to make a difference. My goodness. So that's how we're able to make it happen. And so a lot of the events were also uh, live streamed so that if you're not there physically, you can join virtually and also have a good time with the people who are there as long as you have data. So that's how we do it. When it comes to pulling off a concert or a production, what are for for project managers who are probably out there? What are the major things to keep in mind when it comes to managing your team and ensuring that you have your you manage your project and ensure that you have a a successful project at the end of the day? What are the few top tips that you probably give to anyone who wants to stage a production or stage a concert or an event, a music event generally, what I did from, from your experience and from all the things that you've been able to do, what would you consider as the major ingredient to um, successfully staging a, a show? Okay, um, so, I mean, so first of all, it's pre-event planning. It's very key. You should not execute an, an event. You try not to execute an event until you have everything in black and white. Mm-hmm. I'm a writer. If there's a connection between my brain and my pain. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm I mean, every planner my, must, my, must have that. I have, you have to plan. I know the challenge is what creatives, you know, I'm, I'm, I consider myself somewhere between a creative and an and, and administrator. Okay. So I'm, I'm creative as well, but I mean, I think my core strength is more on administration. So okay. you need to find people who can. So if you're a creative, you just have this fancy idea. Fine, people are good with execution. Don't yeah. execute that project yourself. Yeah. No, they're going to be so interested in the. Uh, you're going to pay attention to the creative, creative process more. You're not going to pay attention to the planning. You can't execute a project based on great ideas. You mm-hmm. have to plan everything. So, um, so planning very key. Like I said, if you're a creative, um, collaborate with the with an executor, an administrator. Plan. So, what are you planning? You are planning your. First of all, what is this idea? What do we want to achieve? Mm-hmm. Who are we trying to reach? Yeah. So that's what they're planning. What will the event look like? So there's pre-event planning, uh, which is um, um, planning the events, the execution of the events, and then planning publicity. Yeah. So for most people, they always forget that when you plan a fancy event, who, where are the people coming, coming, where are they coming from? from? Are you yeah. Them? You know, it's like creating a... How would they know product. about it? Yeah. <laughs> they know about it as well so that's part of your planning as well so those are the pre-event planning um because people you are so when you plan what is what i want to achieve you also have to, to put in perspective who do i need to achieve that project with me um typically for a production there is tech this is how i categorize it so the tech is stage light sound and other media yeah there's venue so the venue will include branding um event planning there is welfare so welfare would be welfare for your working team, mm-hmm. welfare for your artists, 
and every other person. And you know, I was telling somebody a few days ago, they're planning a project and they were like, oh, because they're paying all the working team, they don't need to plan food. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> there is no project without your love prize. Don't forget it. Make a project. Even if you play all your vendors, you have to make a budget for water, for food. So there's welfare for the planning, for the working team. We call them the working team. And then the, um, uh, what do you call it? And the, uh, the, the artist, which yeah, is also called true. Room. Then there is also, um, what, what's your event going to look like? Who do you need? Like the artists you need and all of that. You need to have those conversations. Before. And sometimes you might need to actually come you know, execute contracts, just small, mm-hmm. simple legal document, nothing to elaborate, just so that the terms are clear. Mm-hmm. We've had instances where artists were supposed to perform at so so time and we thought everything was set. And it seemed like we were speaking French, they were hearing <laughs> German. Because I mean, by the time we, we came to say, Oh, I can't be around, I'm like, why? We really agreed that they're like, No, I thought you said you would come and pick me up from my house. Wow. And I'm like, Why am I coming to pick me up from my house? When I have so those things are are good. It's good to have um those things so your you can call that PR, but that PR now is you and your artists or who are going to perform contracts the and all, yeah. Then, and then there's also um because there's marketing. So marketing is how to get your people into uh how to get um your audience into your venue. Yeah. And that would be there's a digital marketing, yeah, which is the easiest thing to do, but you also need to plan it. Like digital marketing, who am I trying to reach? So mm-hmm. you have to have a digital marketing strategy. Yeah, Every right. make music, we've grown our team, you know, the sugar team at call that provide that. We have a digital marketing strategy. Over the years, we've learned, you know, what comes when, what are we pushing out when. Yeah. So digital marketing. And there's also another part of marketing in, um, or publicity, which is uh, PR. And that PR is to the press. So your press releases, mm-hmm. your outdoor advertising, depending on what you, you have capacity for. But it, for me, if I want to make it easy for you, I'll say, when you're thinking of marketing, ask yourself the question, how am I going to get my audience into the hall mm-hmm. after executing an amazing, beautifully created um, mm-hmm. project? How do I get them into the hall? What strategy do I use based on who my audience is and also what my budget is? So that's also one yeah. thing. Yeah, very important. Budget for it. <laughs> you can collaborate with people. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I wouldn't even lie to you. It's hard to sell your project to people because everybody wants a sense of ownership. They always feel, oh, what's yeah. the that? But I mean, as yeah. you um, as you start to look at those areas, you you will get you get it. I, I, I guess you know you get it with time and be able to understand how to make it work. So marketing, um, so mar- under marketing is also sponsorship. People who can help you, yeah. funds that you need as well. And with that, with sponsorship, what I'll say is. Sponsors want one only one thing, only one major thing. They, they say they want a lot of things, but trust me, it's only one major thing. What eyeballs are you giving me? Who's going to see my product? Because I'm one at, at the end of the day, no matter what they say, CSR wants you, wants you, wants that is the key. So we learned that late in show in music. We were thinking of the CSR part of making music. We weren't thinking about the fact that we're putting so many people together and we could use those numbers to get funding. To so get funding. Mm-hmm. When we were talking to people about sponsoring the event, we were saying, oh, it's CSR, do it for the community. And we struggled. And we even like. Mm-hmm. But when we started to look at what Megan's already had, the number of artists that were performing on the Megan's platform, the number of people that would normally participate in Megan's, whether they're attending or whatever, we're like, this is mm-hmm. good. These are good numbers that we can tell to sponsors. And so this year, for the first time in a long time, in forever, 
whatever, we're able to get some <laughs> small sponsorship from MTN. Yeah, because I, I actually was about to ask you a question. Now yeah. that we've had that process, it's going to get easier. In fact, mm-hmm. is that by next year, my um, brands will be lining up and we'll have to be able to choose <laughs> to choose see me dreaming. All right. But it's, so it's, it's, it's achievable. Finally, achievable. On your event yeah. day, mm-hmm. amen, amen. I'm forgetting <laughs> there. So I think finally, uh, there's a lot, but finally for your event day, um, you need to pay attention to your backstage as well. So you need to divide mm-hmm. your team so that someone is handling the flow of artist management from the hotel mm-hmm. to your venue and then who's coming next. Typically, mm-hmm. it will be good. Protocol and stage management, yeah. And stage management, very key. Typically, it will be good to have an event planner for your events, typically. Yeah, and not a wedding planner. It's two different things. And mo- most likely, I think for, for the concert industry, I think the person who fits that role will be a production manager. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Someone exactly. who will be able to work with your vendors, work with all the people, yeah. and ensure okay. that they have like, yeah. True, very true. And that production manager, we need to split it into two. Okay? okay. So there is tech. So it's good to yeah. have a production manager dedicated to tech because tech to is tech. a key element. So that production yeah. manager can that can be a sub-production manager who works mm-hmm. with the main production. So while you are manning jollof rice, artists, and blah blah blah, that is <laughs> for event tech. planner. Yeah. You understand? That, that person can focus on tech because tech is a key element to the success of any concert. Yeah. As yeah, stage, true. Light, sound, you know, you can yeah. worry about brand, venue branding, welfare, and all of that. Yeah. That, that tech. Have someone who can report to the production manager handle that is very key. So they can be yeah, yeah true. So I think generally, I, I really, you know, I, I am hoping that more people get into that space of production manager and we can actually make event planning for concerts a thing because event planning for wedding is very different. Yeah. Very, it is very different. Are you yeah. Event planners yeah. in wedding thinking they can do concerts. No, it's not no, the same No, it's, it's totally different because so we have a lot of tech yeah. people, but we don't have people who oversee the whole production will have the, 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 the idea of how the whole tech space, the, everything, especially when it comes to musical events, yeah. how everything is supposed to, to go. And I think that, yeah, I think that that's one area that a lot of people don't even know that, okay, you can actually yes. do yes. Um, a lot of things. That they- I'm hoping this podcast will help people. You know, some people already have yeah. that natural flair, that tech, yeah. and they can also, they're also administrators. So I'm hoping that this yeah. podcast will Open people's eyes. Say, this is what you can do. Maybe we can even maybe you can plan. I know yeah. you something in the education space. Can plan a training yeah. for those who might yeah. be interested, and we cannot share yeah. ideas for planner, tech production. Yeah. We can have a community of um, people who do tech production, and those uh, yeah. concerts can be better executed than they currently yeah. are. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have given me ideas now. You see, you see why I need to sit down with you at all. Yes, so. <laughs> and you see the reason why I'm like, I'm always excited <laughs> when I get to, you know, we, we don't get to talk a lot, but I'm always excited when I get the opportunity to sit with um, people like you because I know that definitely I will, I will pick one or two things. <laughs> um, Give us a hint into how long did it take for you to start planning um, the festival, the okay. Make Music Lagos Festival for this year? And usually, how long does it take to get all the plans in place, get all the partners and everybody ready to go? So typically, um, for um, Make Music Lagos to be successful, we typically would need six months, minimum of six months. 
for transport planning. Um, in fact, we're hoping that Make Music uh, gets to the point where we have full-time staff, not just tied to maybe, okay. area, maybe a staff of Sugar or a staff of the Nozara, a staff of IPC. But I mean, on your own. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So that we can start planning as soon as, as soon as one Make Music event ends. Because there's some things, and things like sponsorship and so on, you have to plan it before, way, way ahead because... Most brands yes. I want to support have their own timeline, they have their calendar, they have their year. Yes. But in to execute a good make music event, a good six months is what you need. So like my team always say make music takes half a year of our life. Every half <laughs> six months. Good- I mean, for every every successful event concert, major concert, event and festivals, if you really want to pull it off, your your planning should actually start. I mean, some people plan almost 12 months. Yes. Or even yes. two years for yes. for bigger tours. Yes. So I, I can understand the 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 importance of, of planning. Yeah. So uh so this year's own took about six months. About six months so or, we, or more than that. So there was a bit of background work from from like January, um, okay. January. So let's okay. just say the so because we have so Shoge has a staff who has other responsibilities, but he doubles as the core for admin for make music. So he's always has make music okay. his front view mirror, rear view mirror, all year long. So let's say that okay. they started their groundwork um, like in January. So but the whole team coming together to start the work will have started maybe around March. But even we can say it's happening okay. because from January we're already talking to people, sending emails, planning how the show would go, um, yeah. who, what, where, how, where. So, but the intent it becomes more intense from like March, April, May, June. So it becomes from more intensity starts from like March, but half a year. Let's not even kid ourselves. Okay. So half a year we're already working something okay. towards the next year, make music. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's that's great. Okay, so let's let's go into um Sugar Limited as a company. You guys um just expanded to Abuja as a, a new storefront in Abuja. So I just want to I, I know we can't go into all the details right now, but <laughs> so I just like give tips of how um for people who are going who are thinking of starting businesses as music entrepreneurs. What are the three tips to ensure that you have um, sustainable sustainable um, business? And to what are the three? What are the major things you would think for that a music entrepreneur must have to be able to grow and expand beyond just the one man business that we typically know of music entrepreneurs in Nigeria? So I'll start from you know you have hardware and software. I'll start from the software. First, software you cannot yeah. compromise on is passion. So passion is going to keep you yeah. going when it doesn't make sense. It's going to keep you going when it doesn't look good. It's going to keep you going when mm-hmm. it looks good, but there's so much to do, you know, because yeah. for any entrepreneurial endeavor, there's always a lot of sacrifice. I mean, entrepreneurs are, yeah, true. like Dan Guti said, we should have a special gate in heaven. That is not, they shouldn't ask any questions. just allowed to enter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Because the amount of sacrifice that we have to make. So passion is key. So that's the soft. Second thing, for me, what I'll tell every entrepreneur is no matter how creative, amazing, you know, passionate your idea is, you must build structure. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you're a one-man business, fair. you have one staff, two staff, a hundred staff, structure is key. And what do I mean by structure? This is what yeah. I try to replicate <laughs> when I joined Shugays. I-, I was blessed to have worked in a corporate organization. I worked in banking for about nine years. So I worked in this structure yeah. organization. So when I came to show gear, 
it had just started at that time and everything was just all over the place. I'm like, ah, this will not work. <laughs> so structure in every area. How does HR work? How does account okay. work? How should admin work? How to take what? Okay. Reporting. Who does what? Policies. Procedures. Is what it- would you say is the first key team member for every entrepreneur to have when it comes to building structure? Would you say the HR team or would you say the core tech team, let's say because for if you're doing music tech now, the core, your core tech team, or should you invest more in getting an HR that would be able to create the, the proper structure for you? Because I know that when it comes to structure, we're talking about somebody who understands the business yeah. management and development. Okay, so. so what would be, what would you advise? Okay, so usually action? when you're starting a business, you don't have so much funds, and so you cannot just go and hire yeah. an HR person. What I would mm-hmm. say is you can leverage your collaboration. Uh, so you need your tech people, which are the core for in this audio space. You cannot come because at the end of the day, yeah. if you have structure, you don't have the skill to execute it now. So you need yeah. tech and then you need an administrator, someone who had administrative experience, like I did. Okay. So that person at okay. the start will be your administrator, accountant, um, HR, and all of that. <laughs> you need that person. Because typically tech people cannot wrap their head around order. They can wrap their head around the yeah. execution and the skill. But when you start saying, when you go out to the next, what you're taking out, you get, and then when you come back, you have to record it. So you need someone who has an admin, admin administrative strength. That person can do your HR, admin. So, so like I said, the key two people are the tech people yeah, and just... the administrators. First, so if you're a tech person, yeah. first person to hire is an administrator. So if you are you have a lot of administrative strength, like I did coming into the audiovisual space, and you need a tech partner. Yeah. So those are the two key things in okay. that audiovisual space. Okay. Tech and so the administrator, uh, why I wouldn't say HR is HR is a so the administrator can do both HR, uh, even account safe. Like when we started, I was one doing accounting to okay. account management administration, human resource, but just exactly, but just someone that knows what structure should look like. Yeah. So what I'll say to any entrepreneur is, no matter how small your business, don't always go away. When we get there, start your process from that point, which is why you need someone to partner with you, you know, from the beginning, you know, to help you with that. And you also read about it, you know, look for knowledge about it. Every organization, no matter, even if you sell pure water, it's okay to have accounting reporting at yeah. your own scale. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes. Every organization is okay to have Keep your books your in staff, check. Your staff, even if you have to staff, when you hire them, exactly, when you hire them, give them employment letter, give them employment contracts, you know, Jonathan, so that give them job description so that they know this is what is expected of me. It also helps people to feel like where they're working is forwardly mobile and they mm-hmm. can grow there. Yeah. When they see it as a, anyhow, you, you come, come anyhow, you, you, you can't demand, Jonathan, you can't demand certain order from them. It means that you that you're doing the best, you need to know what order is. So if you don't yeah. know, Get someone who knows what order you to partner with you, either on a part-time or on a full-time basis. Okay. You know, so so and also in everything. So in in that creating that structure. And so in children, we look at ourselves like we are Google. And that's how we look at ourselves. Like we are, Google. Mm-hmm. We're, like, we're like one one hundred of Google, but everything that you know a a a and a multinational needs okay. to put in place mm-hmm. from our HR process to our sales process to our um, administration process 
to legal to in our own small ways. Sometimes it's multiple people doing the same role. Though. It's mm-hmm. not like it's we hired <laughs> one hundred staff, but we that's where we want to get to, and so we put our own small version of it everywhere. I mean, you have to so understand the vision, so you know how you're working exactly, towards it. Yeah, exactly. So that if you pull anyone out, mm-hmm. the structure will stand. If mm-hmm. I resign, the structure will stand. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. If anybody resigns, not every time somebody's missing, we all we all go here. Why we start running up and down? You know, and when you start at the beginning, for instance, keeping your record, your audited report, and yeah. all of that from the beginning, when you are just when your old books is like fifty, is like <laughs> two millionaire. When you start there, inv- those are the things that investors will ask for. It's not yeah. going to be hard. For instance, if someone wants to invest in your company in year five, mm-hmm. they're going to ask you for three years audited report. Yeah. If you start, if that's the first year you're doing your audited report, you're likely to come up as well. You're not ready. Mm-hmm. You know. So you want in your own way. Forget about from the beginning. Like a lot of money. But from the beginning, you tell yourself what you want to expect of your staff. You ask your staff to behave, to dress. You also demand of yourself, behave, dress, show up like you are. When you Working. come into a meeting, you're a small business person. But, uh, the big guys are there. You dress, you behave like you're one of the big guys. Mm-hmm. Not that you're trying to put. You, you just know where you're going. Yeah. Until you create that structure. Structure is not for big organizations for every organization. So that helps you, you know, and when you create that structure, your value system, the culture you want, it will take some effort. And as you bring people in, you find that there are other people who are passionate as well. When people see a place that is growing, they want to be a part of it. Yeah, so they bring okay. their own resources. What do you do? For instance, let me give you an example. The first corporate profile of Shoge was prepared by staff who came into Shoge in year two. It wasn't by me. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, because the environment enabled, you know, we're talking about all those big, big things. And we're like, oh, what? we should have a corporate profile. People are asking us. So he prepared that first corporate profile, which we now, which is the base for all our other corporate profiles. What we're doing now is now editing. Editing. Upgrading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't do that myself. I didn't even have the time or the core skill to get that done. You know? So that's, you have to, as a business owner, yes, you want to make money. But if you want, if you want to interpret, and this is, it's your choice. You can choose an entrepreneur and never that you're like, all I want is I want to make money, put it in my pocket and go home. And go home. There's nothing, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong in that. Actually. Yeah. There's nothing wrong in that. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. So you're like, this business I can be for three years. I want to, I know I'm not particular about keeping it. But if you want something like long run, if you want a Coca-Cola. Yeah, something, something that something goes that, beyond you. That structure. In fact, no matter what I say, I'm going to come back to that thing. That structure. Because that structure also enables you to hire rights yeah. and to give people the opportunity to grow. You know, um, you don't have to do everything yourself. You don't have to hold on. It's not, you know, where I run sugar, it's not my company. So every time somebody tries to project me as your company, I always, I I keep saying it because I want to believe it and I want other people to also believe it. I want my staff to believe that it's not your last business. It's not Mr. Kenny's business. It's our company. It's a company. So, you know, everybody feels like they have a stake in it. And so they can bring the extra yeah. You know, when we have projects we want to run, we're like, okay, we have this initiative we're doing. People can, they're not doing it because Madame said it should be. So whether I'm there or not, mm-hmm. if you have a project manager, every other person on the team can rally and mm-hmm. feel like they have a stake. Yeah, I get it. You know, but when you know, hold on to their business and the business is all about them, and you will do it by mm-hmm. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like at the end of the day, you will have to do everything by yourself. When you're not driving, nobody's driving. When you're not pushing, nobody's pushing. Yeah. It takes time, mm-hmm. honestly. It takes time. It's not like something that you just get once, but you have to tell yourself, this is where I'm going to, and keep putting the things in place. Yeah. You know, structure. 
people are important, help them find where they fit into the organization. It's not all about you, it's about the organization. Yeah, you know? true. So look, look, me, I mean, that's, 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 that's how it's worked for me. I know there's a lot I still need to learn. I believe that that's that's what you get stands wow. on. Wow, that that's that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. And also, what are your top tools when it comes to planning? Like, what were the, your go-to apps and tools when you were planning uh, make music to ensure that your team stays on point and then to um, ensure team communication was um, you know that you used to you, communicate? You won't, you won't even believe what it is. You won't believe. <laughs> it's simple. When it comes to tech, I'm a very um, I like to simplify things, okay. and I like to use what that means to all. So I have what I use personally, but two key apps: Google Calendar for my meetings because mm-hmm. I usually do so many meetings, yeah. so many meetings. So and to lose track, so I put everything on my calendar. One, two, WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like the regular uh, one. WhatsApp. WhatsApp for communication is so effective. I'm hoping that they make it more robust. And finally, Google Documents. Um, for making we have a dashboard. Okay. So the dashboard we split it into sheet, as many sheets as we can have. So this sheet is for this sheet is for this particular event. So we so Google document works so that that Google everybody can view that document and know when update is done. Okay. So we have all the details of all of our partners for the different things. We have the update of what's happening in a particular event, what we have done, what we have not done. I'm a very Excel person. I'm very, okay, very Excel. Yeah. <laughs> Google Sheets. I just like to put everything into Google Sheets. Mm-hmm. I like to put everything into uh, Excel to see columns and rows. I say, okay, this, this is the confirmed. Yeah. So, so those are the three key tools. Google mm. uh, Calendar for my meeting, for meeting. WhatsApp, for communication, and Google, Google Sheets or Google, any Google document for everyone to be able to view um, all the documents at once. Dashboard. Mm-hmm. So we have what we call a dashboard. Every year, if you want to know what happened in Make Music, just Make Music 2021 dashboard, you can see, you every, see everyone that was involved, how we did it, where, who, what. You know, we just arranged ourselves. So I mean, those are the three key things. I mean, simple and, and effective. Know. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's, that's that's amazing. So thank you so much. I mean, I've had a very, very interesting time learning from you today. And, and, and I hope that I'll be able to get you back on the podcast or maybe when I decide to write a book, I can have you, <laughs> have your input in all the trainings and whatever trainings I, I come that. up with. So, um, and then let's just um, do some trivia questions. I don't know if you have questions for me too or just anyway. No, I just want to commend you. Um, okay. So I just want to commend you. You are, I mean, you're a pace setter and I'm, I'm really, really Thank proud to you. observe what you're doing. You know. Thank you First so all, much. That means a lot. <laughs> as, a, as a lady, you know, your your girl team, you know, what's that to begin? Audio you girl, mean? Africa. <laughs> audio girl, your, your yeah. all-girl audio team as Thank well. And you. then, of course, doing this as well to showcase uh, people in the back. Yes, it's refreshing to see young people being innovative. I mean, it's refreshing, you know, thinking outside the box, not just you know following what they already know, looking about uh, it being about money, but you know, just Mm -hmm. being innovative. Generally, it's refreshing to see. So, well done. Thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you, actually. So I can go and put it somewhere. Okay, 
my money has increased. <laughs> yes, so yes, so. Miss Ariola yeah, endorsed me. <laughs> yes, so. very, very much endorsed. Thank you very much, ma'am. Okay, so I've just one one more question before you go because I like to just get um you know um some not just everything about business and music alone just let's get to know you a, a little bit so I know that you you're a mother and you have three beautiful kids and also two, two? Oh, okay I just added one <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful I'm, kids. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm now old. I need the rest for you. Please go ahead. Okay. And then balancing, I, I, I know that people say this work-life balance, but to me, I feel like no, this life is not. It's not about balance. It's about you being able to juggle this in a rhythm. And so I just wanted to know. Okay, what are the things you do sometimes to like take me time for yourself? No work, nothing, just you. Just taking time out, <laughs> you know what are the things you do? <laughs> when you just look, I said, "No, today is me." I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so I think you're asking the wrong person that question because I'm 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 often accused of um, being a workaholic. Honestly, um, it's not something I'm proud of, but it's something I'm working on. Okay. Um, so I when you're talking about me time. I guess my me time is will be on my laptop <laughs> watching a movie okay. and responding to an email. So I'm wow. not I'm not a perfect example of that. I wish I I'm sure there are other women that have done much better. In fact, yeah. I've been I get accused a lot of not being able to balance things. So like yeah, you said, you, you need uh, it. Work life balance is a bit of a can whether we're being unrealistic. Yeah. You know, if, we, if we demand that I think I think it depends on the season of your life. There are mm-hmm. times in your life where you have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, like when you're growing, at the middle of growing your business, you can't have everything figured out. Yeah, true. true. There's no more demand. You know, you have to choose what you want to do, what you don't want to do. Do you understand? Yes, I so, do. So, struggle, like you said, in a rhythm so that yeah. no ball drops. You can go almost as if yeah. you pick it up and mm-hmm. you just juggle in a rhythm. So, and I'm saying this to make other women feel comfortable. They are not, there's nothing wrong with you if you are, if you, miss something sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's just the season of your life. We're all coming to the point in our lives, like my parents in their 60s when you don't even have much to do again. So <laughs> yeah. your life has already balanced. <laughs> <laughs> what is key, I, I think for work life, what is key is when you find a passion and um, kind of satisfaction with what you do, um, you won't be hunting for work-life balance. Yeah, true. Because it's not like, it's not like you need to be out of work to be, to be happy. So most mm-hmm. people, the challenge is that they need to be out of work to, to, to be happy. If you're happy in work, so that balance, you're not, how do I say it? You're not hard pressed for balance. Does it make sense? It, it does. It you, kind of, yeah, it does. It kind of, yeah, you're not hard pressed for balance because even in your everyday, you're going to work, you find some joy and some satisfaction from it. Does it make sense? And when <laughs> yeah. you're out as well, you also find joy as too. I think that's where we all need to work as God will help us to get. Yeah, to the key is to find balance. happiness in whatever you do. Whatever you're doing, I'm fulfilled. Yeah, that is up for another. Yeah, so one of the things that I do is I try to simplify my life. Okay. Um, um, what I mean is, I already know that my work is going to be demanding, so where my children's school is important, it is near my office, so that we can find our way. I'm not going to mm-hmm. drop them one mile straight, mm-hmm. forgetting them in school. So I try to prepare. So even though I probably prefer to send them to Atlantic Hall or any of those fancy schools, I look for a good school 
where I can provide additional support, like maybe extra teachers, but the other thing that that school doesn't offer, mm-hmm. but that school runs is so important because being able to, actually when you're living in Lagos, you have to be able to navigate yeah, between. Traffic. traffic. <laughs> so if your kids are, I don't have access to school bus, the pressure of, you know, you're sitting in your office and you're thinking, ah, how would I get this student back? I remove, I told myself, I'm going to remove that from my life completely. <laughs> that school is beside me so that I can, you know, I can, Easily then when just... they come up from school, anything that their school does not offer extracurricular, I can add down one to the whole package. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, that's, that's... The I help that I have available. I don't shield them. You know how people will help yeah, their children? You get, yeah, you can help. help you and so Nobody else can help you, so you are overwhelmed. Make sure that they get to sport, they get to this, they get to. The, I take help from my family, from friends, from people. Somebody say, "Oh, they want your kids to come and spend weekend." Ah, I'll be happy. Oh yeah, go 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 go. go. I can't entertain them. Weekend. I have work. Let them go. The other weekend, I'll entertain them. And I think that sometimes we need to. For women, we feel like if we're not the one doing it, mm. we are failed. No, no. Mm. If you are not able to cook, go and buy food. It's fine. It will be all right. I don't that you Preach. can afford it. Don't stress it. I say you have to cook. You have to be the one to do. Well, it works for me. Though. <laughs> I, 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 I'm telling other women. Yeah, to do yeah, so yeah. You don't have to do everything. everything. The weekend that you're tired. There are people who cook soup, cook orange juice, mm-hmm. and look like they're doing. I mean, all right. As long as you plan and it's balanced, I mean, food is food. Sorry, that's my own opinion. True, I'm sorry for I mean, but I mean. Because I don't have that is what frustrates us women. Yeah, we have to work. We have to work a lot. We have to take care of the kids. We must do the homework. As in, if let's say let's do then you check once a week. You don't yeah. have to check every day. It's true. because you cannot. The honest truth, you know, like there was a um, Shonda Rhimes book. Um, Shonda Rhimes, the um, the creator of um, many of the series that we have. She mentioned. She talked about health, like you know, being able to balance. You know, we always say that oh, women and uh, She's people are asking her, How do you balance? Say, I don't balance, <laughs> I get the help that I do. So yeah, that I like true, true. So, true. I want to raise women, get, get the help, help that you need. Yeah, very, you very need. essential. You know, get the help that you need to be able to balance both your that's the balance that you can enjoy. You love your work, your job, you don't want to be, you don't have to choose. You know, so mm-hmm. get the help that you need, you know, so you can you know, balance. It's not always perfect. Yeah, true. These are just I feel that you can, you know. And then, like I said, simplify your life. You don't have to go for everybody's party and every one day. When I was working <laughs> in the bank, I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. My social life, anyway, maybe because I was not a very sociable person, my social life was almost non-existent. And I did not mind because mm-hmm. I knew that my career, I had yeah, to choose my career. Yes. So I put social at the back. If social is important, then you minimize, you just yeah. you know, juggle life the way that, you know, you are not Works for you. paying. And, and in the season, when my children were babies, I had to pay attention. Now that they're I, I have an almost teenager and they can take care of the child by themselves. I have a bit more time for those things. So it's not going to be like that forever. And you yeah. just have to understand that you have to do everything in your life now. <laughs> I have to be able to cook now. I have to cook. I have to. There was a time when I did cook all the meals in my family. Right now, <laughs> let me not share my secret that sometimes <laughs> I don't get to the kitchen for days. I go there to carry my food and come I out. Eat. That's where mm-hmm. I am now. You know, and I need to be there to build this business that I love. Yeah. And to also make sense. Because I'm like, you've been so much in the kitchen, you don't even have time for the children that you're cooking for. <laughs> yeah. You I know, mean. So, I just, I mean, I know that it's not, it's easier said than done. And I don't also, just I don't have it figured out all the time. 
But you know, just to be brave women, that please let's yeah, take extend grace to yourself once in a while. Yeah, extend grace yeah. to yourself exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's that's just I don't I don't, there's no better way to put it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on the backstage show and I hope Thank that we would definitely definitely get to do more. Um, then thank you so much for taking our time to do this with me and I hope you had fun on the backstage I did I, hope it was... I did I did, I did. <laughs> thank you and uh, well done well thank, done thank Close you so you. much ma'am you all right ma'am. Anyway. well done thank well you done. so much so have a great right. day ahead and you too yeah, bye enjoy the rest of your day. bye ma'am hey there thank you so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe and follow or leave a review i mean if this episode has actually really helped you i really want to hear from you so connect with me on instagram or leave us a comment and leave us a five-star rating and if you've enjoyed the show spread the word share with your friends and also don't forget to join my crew by signing up to my mailing list so you can get access to all the amazing resources i have lined up for you until next time keep winning